Plagued by the uncertainties of our modern world, life can seem awfully bleak at times. In our search for purpose, meaning, and certainty, most of us would love to have an inkling of what lies ahead, to have even a glimpse of tomorrow today. In our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today, we share from the Bible a wonderful blueprint of hope, which reveals that God wants us to live an abundant life and that he has an amazing future planned for us. All right, welcome to our podcast, Knowing Tomorrow Today. I'm your host, Merrick Brown. Thank you always for joining me on this journey of hope. I always want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and to share these messages of hope wherever you listen, with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, and all who you meet on life's journey. Now, in our last episode, we began to look at the question, if God is good, if God is love, if God is all-powerful, if God is all-knowing, then why does he allow evil to continue in our world? If everything that God made in the universe is good and perfect, then, then where did evil come from? And what we found is that the Bible does pull back a, a sort of cosmic curtain in order to provide us with some answers to these questions. And what the Bible reveals is that our planet is presently embroiled in an ongoing, uh, what we call a cosmic conflict between the forces of good and evil. And, and we also began to see that God God is not at all responsible for the pain and suffering and death that is so endemic to our world. We saw that the devil is literally in the details of all the turmoil uh, that we see on our planet. Uh, we learned in our last episode that evil was introduced into God's perfect universe by a fallen angel named Lucifer. We learned that Lucifer wanted to be like God and that as a result, he became the devil. And so if you'd like to have some more insight on how a, a perfect angel named Lucifer was transformed or transformed himself, into the devil then check out our last episode uh, of this uh, the last episode or the prior episode of this podcast which is called i believe the devil is in the details part one and so in this episode we want to begin to understand how did humans how did how did we become caught up in this cosmic conflict between the forces of good and evil between god and satan uh, and, and it's been a cosmic conflict that has brought so much pain and misery and suffering and, and death uh, to this world that we live in because the bible does say that the conflict began in heaven in fact if we if we look at what uh, the apostle john writes in the last book of the bible in the book of revelation in revelation chapter 12 verse 7 to 9 uh john writes he says there was war in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and the the dragon lost the battle and he and his angels were forced out of heaven this great dragon the ancient serpent called the devil or satan the one deceiving the whole world was thrown down to the earth with all of his, with, with all of his angels that is so here john tells us in the book of revelation that after the devil was defeated in heaven that he and his rebellious angels were cast out of heaven after he was cast out the devil became successful in deceiving our ancestors who were adam and eve into following and and just joining him in this his rebellion against god so this is how the bible reveals that the fall of humanity took place and you'll find this in genesis uh the first book of the bible genesis reveals that after the creation of life on planet earth uh the first man and first woman adam and eve they were placed in a lush beautiful garden called eden now eden was a beautiful place it was just a beautiful paradise and uh, which once bloomed on on earth and and eden supplied everything that the human peer and their posterity would ever need a, a pure unpolluted river ran through the garden of eden eden was filled with an abundance 
abundance of luxuriant fragrant flowers, lush, beautiful greenery, and several varieties of fruit trees that were pleasant to the sight and good for food. Right? We find that in Genesis chapter 2 of the Bible. So Eden was, was a paradise. So God instructed the first man and woman to, to fill the earth and to govern it. And so as the designated representatives of planet earth in, in God's vast creation, Adam and Eve were assigned the task of caring for the planet and its creatures. That was their designated responsibility. At the center of Eden, God planted two special fruit trees. One of these trees was the, the tree of life. Now, it was God's plan from the very beginning, folks, that Adam and Eve and along with their descendants, that's us, right? That we would eat from this tree of life and, and live forever. Most likely as humans, as we regularly partook of the fruit from this tree of life, our bodies would be reinvigorated, right? Uh, we would never grow old, feeble or sick. We would forever retain our youthful vitality and have an endless existence. In, in essence, we would have eternal life, right? And this was how God God planned it from the very beginning. And so the other tree that was placed at the center of Eden was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So this is what God said to Adam and Eve. God said to them, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden of Eden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God said, listen, if you eat from this tree, if you eat from the fruit of this tree, you are going to die. You will surely die. So when God created us, humanity, he gave us the gift of free will, right? So this means that as conscious thinking, sentient beings, as that as thinking people, we have, we are free to choose a, a course of action. God will never force our choices. He will never do that. So why was this tree of the knowledge of good and evil placed in the Garden of Eden in the first place? What, what purpose did it serve? Well, in, in light of the war that had broken out in heaven, right, um, God placed the tree of the knowledge of uh, good and evil in the Garden of Eden to serve as a, as a simple moral test, right, of Adam and Eve's loyalty to him. The, the choice before Adam and, Adam and Eve, it was very simple, right? If they chose to obey God, then they would be destined to spend a, a blissful eternal existence with him right uh, on the other hand if they disregarded his instructions then humanity's lot in life would be alienation uh, from God and so from the very beginning the devil plotted right Satan plotted he plotted the downfall and, and, and the ruin of humanity he showed up in Eden and became obsessed with orchestrating our downfall today with all the the, the evil that we see in our world it, it is quite evident that Adam and Eve our ancestors that they chose to listen to his lying words instead of obeying the word of God. So here's the thing. Why didn't God just snap his fingers and, and destroy Lucifer when he rebelled in the first place? Why, why, why did God allow this rebel, the devil, to continue to run wild? Well, part of the answer must be that God is love, right? God is merciful and God takes no pleasure in destroying the wicked. In all probability, God may have made several appeals to Lucifer and his rebellious party to, to turn from their rebellion and to return to him. Also, it, it stands to reason that if God had, if you think about it, if God had immediately destroyed the rebellious angels, many of the unfallen beings, uh, you know, unfallen angels would have then proceeded to worship him out of fear rather than love. So, so in order to secure the, the eternal well-being of the universe, God decided that he needed to give the devil and his rebellious party time, right? He figured he needed to give them time so that all would come to see the disastrous consequences 
of their rebellion against God. And of course, it is quite evident, evident right, to see uh, the, the consequences of Adam and Eve's disobedience, that it has been tragic, it has been disastrous, and just devastating for the human race. I mean, think, I mean, all evil in this world that you can think of can be traced back to that fateful choice that the first couple, Adam and Eve, made there in Eden. And so in addition to losing their Edenic home, uh, the first human couple, they were also barred from the tree of life. And, and the result of this is that death is now a reality in our human experience, right? Uh, we all find that sooner or later, death will, will sneak upon us, right? It will come and it will snatch us away in its deadly grip. And so, I mean, of course, even though there have been tremendous medical advances and even though, I mean, healthy lifestyle choices continue to expand or sorry, to extend rather our lifespan, over time, our youthful vitality diminishes. We become old, feeble, sick, and eventually we die. And so none of us really wants to die. I don't want to die, right? This is because God has planted eternity in our hearts. This is what the Bible says in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. God created us to, to live forever. And so as our body eventually settles down for the long sleep of death, a message instinctively screams out to every cell in our being from the very core of our DNA, which says to us that death is an anomaly death is unnatural because god created us to live forever you know friends god had designed that the garden of eden would serve as his special meeting place on earth where he would commune with humanity eden was also it, it was designed to serve as a sanctuary where we'd be where humanity would be able to meet with god before their fall adam and eve had often enjoyed intimate face-to-face -face encounters with God. They had often looked forward to God's timely visits to Eden, joyfully praising and adoring God as he revealed his glorious presence to them in Eden. But after the rebellion, things change, right? So instead of happily rushing out to meet God when he called out to them, they ran and hid from God. And this has been the story of the human race ever since. Friends, I mean, think about it. Instead of reaching out to God, the reality is we often turn our backs to him and look the other way. Let's be real, right? Often when we hear God calling out to us, we try to convince ourselves that maybe if we ignore God's calls long enough that he would eventually give up and go away. Uh, we, we, we try to convince ourselves that perhaps if we deny God's existence, right? Uh, the, the still small voice that we often hear in our heart, that 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 this voice will be silenced forever. But, but friends, the truth is, as we, we try to press on in a cruel, unforgiving world, we eventually discover that there is a gaping hole in our heart, that, that, that family, relationships, career, success, money, sex, drugs, or fame cannot fill, right? And, and this emptiness in our heart can only be filled by a relationship with God. My friends, do you hear God calling out to you today? Do you hear, do you hear him speaking to your heart? God desires to have an eternal eternal relationship with you if you have not yet accepted god into your life today why don't you whisper a prayer to him right now yes right where you are right he wants to hear from you 
right? He wants to come into your life. He wants to have an eternal relationship with you. Tell him that you want to come home. You know, many years ago, uh, the composer Will Thompson wrote these words. He said, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. He's calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching. He's watching for you and for me. God says to us, come home. Come home, ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. He's saying to you and me, he's calling, oh sinner. He says, come home. My friends, God is issuing an invitation to us for us to come home. Will you come home? He loves us. Oh, yes, God loves us. And he wants for you and I to be with him forever. I mean, I say this every week, right? I say this on every episode. Uh, it, it says so in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14. God says, right? Uh, he says, I know what I've planned for you. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. He says, when you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. If you seek me with all of your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you. That is what God says to us. Uh, my friends, my hope is that you will come to trust God more and more in a life of faith. And, and I promise you, if you do, your life will never be the same. I, I want to encourage you to, to, to like and to subscribe and to share this podcast uh, from where, wherever you listen. When you subscribe, uh, you'll be alerted when a new episode is actually added. Uh, you can also email me, right? I have an email address. It is knowingtomorrowtoday uh, at gmail.com. Knowingtomorrowtoday at gmail.com. Uh, if you have an additional I mean, questions about this episode and, and prior episodes, uh, reach out to me. Um, yeah, I'll do my best to respond to you as soon as possible. May God continue to bless you. I'm Merrick Brown. Until next time, stay blessed and stay well. <laughs>